We are five days away from Christmas. You're listening to the Chick Foley Show, and we are ready to talk TLC, talk Raw, talk a little bit of everything. Here on the show, I'm Phil Gentile, one of your co-hosts here in the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios. And uh, across the across the world is Sheena Phelps, a.k.a. Chick Foley, a.k.a. the Queen of Pod Style out in Honolulu. How are you, Sheena? I am good. I am. I'm pumped. I was excited. We had a good show, so I'm ready to ready to get into it. And I'm ready for Christmas, so it's a good week. Yeah, this is one of the first uh, pay per views I've watched live in a long time, and it was it was really good. Let's get into TLC. Let's get into some of this stuff. But uh, Christmas five days away. We're gonna have uh, talk about some of our favorite Christmas traditions, uh, our favorite Christmas movies, maybe our favorite christmas related wrestling memories and uh some wrestling figures in there as well so we got a pretty jam-packed show yeah uh you guys can follow us on uh social media you can follow sheena at chick foley on twitter and instagram and i'm i hate jj reddick and the best place to uh shoot us any questions or comments or Anything related to the show is askchickfoley at gmail.com. Uh, definitely hit us up there. We always like to do some uh, listener questions at the end of the show, so make sure you uh, listen there. And uh, we've hit our 40. We were looking for 40 iTunes reviews. I think we have 43 or 44, Sheena. And uh, o- o- only one of them that, uh, only one of them was a, a negative one. They were all five stars, so that's good. And uh, we're going to pick one of those later on in the show to give away those uh ascension elite figures so that'll be pretty cool uh but let's uh let's get into uh inside the squared circle as we recap tlc all right sheena tlc over the weekend uh i didn't have uh, the highest expectations for it but uh, man, it delivered. There were some really great matches. We and I don't think we have enough time to go through the whole car. Let's let's start with your overall thoughts on uh, TLC before we get into some specific matches. Yeah, considering you know um, since Survivor Series, kind of how the you know the weekly shows Raw and SmackDown have went, and they've been kind of not great as the ratings have shown. Um, it's very surprising that this card came off as well as it did and came together as good as it did. And there were some five star matches here, and I mean it was a loaded card. I and mean, if you watch the show, I mean what, it was like twelve or thirteen matches, and it was just like you know back to back to back, and it it was great. I loved it. Yeah, cool. It had a, a, a good p- pace, and I, f- I forget mm-hmm. which podcast I was listening to earlier today. These four-hour shows, they've they've kind of gotten their uh, feet underneath of them here because it doesn't feel as long as – remember some of the – you know back when WrestleMania was five hours just starting out, it just felt like it was an all-day thing. And the, even these four-hour ones, they, they seem to go a little bit faster. I guess the pre-show might be a little bit longer. They're putting some matches on there. But overall, the show felt pretty quick. There was a lot more matches instead of – a lot more backstage interviews and promos and crap like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, um, they, like you said, they kept the pace going. I don't think, um, if I do have a criticism, I don't think that they needed to have that many matches on the card with as much quality as they had. I don't think some of those matches, I think they could have went without them. I mean, uh, they were all pretty good, but I think there was some that just were kind of fillers um, that I would have probably like cut off the show um, just to make it a little more compact. Well, we've only seen Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre wrestle 30 times, so we had to see that on this one. (laughs) Totally, totally, yeah. And, you know, we had to put uh, Bobby Lashley. And they changed the stipulation on that match at the last minute, so that that whole thing was kind of weird. Um, And I'm glad glad that that feud is over. If they did have to put it on the card, I'm glad that it's like – 
probably bringing that Bobby Lashley and Elias um, feud to an end and they can both go their separate ways and do their own thing. So if anything good came out of that, at least it's that. For sure. Uh, the, the Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles match was a probably one of the best matches of the second half of the year. I really enjoyed it. A great pace. And if you would have told us you know, a year, year ago that we were going to get a Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles WWE Championship match at a pay-per-view, you, you know, we would have thought you were crazy. But uh, that, that match really delivered. It was really fun to watch. Oh, my gosh. Those two guys put on a clinic, and it was just a hard-hitting match. Like, I was just, you know, very surprised. Like, Daniel Bryan's new moveset and everything is just amazing. And it was very, I mean, it was very strong, stylish, the way that they were were going at it. And um, I thought they both sold everything amazingly. Like, you just, like, when they were putting each other in the submissions and doing all the counters and everything. It was just incredible to watch. And it just looked like they were both like writhing in pain. So you just kind of believed it. And, you know, I, I didn't, I mean, I knew I had a feeling Daniel Bryan was going to win because I just feel like it's his time to shine. And, and, you know, AJ's kind of, you know, moving on, but, um, yeah, I couldn't believe he beat AJ clean though, you know? So I'm kind of questioning like, you know, so I'm assuming this just ends their, ends their feud and, and, you know, Daniel Bryan's going to be moving on. But yeah, that, that did surprise me that he just went over AJ clean. It is pretty cool to see Daniel Bryan use, you know, he's so good that he can use basically the same move set and they, they come off, you know, a hundred different ways different than they did as a, as a face, you know, he, they just seem more yeah. brutal. It just seems like a, just a dastardly guy. So he's he's pulled off the heel turn so well. Uh, I got to give him props for that. Yeah, absolutely just nailed it. Like, yeah, that was, I mean, when that match was going on, you know, I mean, I love I love Seth and Dean, but I was like, oh, my God, like, I think this match just stole the show. And we still had two major matches left to go in the card, um, and I was just so impressed by that. Yeah, we were messaging back and forth, and the, the Dean Ambrose-Seth Rollins match didn't do either of those guys any favors. But uh, like you had said, it really was set up for failure just where it was on the card. You, you That 11th match of the night in between the, the triple threat, match everyone's looking forward to and the, the that awesome Daniel Bryan AJ Styles match it kind of got lost in the shuffle and you know, there were some boring chants there it just it just didn't get the momentum it needed to it should have been one of the first two matches on the card I think I know you probably agree yeah, if this if this had been at a different spot in the show, I think it would have been received a whole lot differently. Um, like you said, that spot on the card, like right before the main event, like that's like a death spot in the show, you know. Um, and those two guys deserved a little bit more, um, you know. And I think also like. Um, it followed that hard-hitting Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles match. Um, it was right before the triple threat match where people were foaming at the mouth waiting for you know Becky Lynch to come out. Um, they had that awkward commentary, which didn't do either of the guys or the match at all any favors. Like, oh, you know, that was so the, bad. The, I forgot the all back about and that. Forth. Yeah, you know, and it's just like, well, they're kind of alluding to Renee and Dean, and she's talking about his staff infection, and I'm like, oh, what is happening here? Like, I, I don't want to hear any of this. I just wanted to put my TV on mute. Um, and then, you know, you got the This Is Boring chant, but I think people really wanted that hard-hitting, high-flying style match, um, you know, but that you normally see between Seth and Dean. Cause you know, in real life, like, you know, they're homies. Um, so I think when you're friends, like you can put on these killer matches, you see that all the time, but I think there was a more intricate storytelling nuance there that, you know, that made for a little bit of lulls that people were kind of like pissed off about. And I think if, like I said, if it had been, um, anywhere else in the show, I think it would have just, people would have been like, Oh my God, that was such a great match. But because it was place where it was people like you got the boring chant and yep. people just kind of like, glossed over it 
For sure. The other match I want to get to before we get to the main event was that the, the return of Braun Strowman from injury and uh, just beating Baron Corbin with chairs and, and him not becoming the full-time general manager. Uh, it was pretty awful, and it was also the longest match you know before those final three matches, 16 minutes you know, with all of it, it was it was kind of uh, just a filler situation, and I guess they had to do it because of Strowman's injury. What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I think they handled it well. I think that you know, if, if you wanted you know Strowman to go over in that situation, I think that that was probably the best way to handle it if he truly wasn't um, you know ready to to come back and fight. Um, having that the way that he did it was kind of a weird thing for a baby face to do, like calling in for backup and having, you know, all these guys come fight his battle. Um, but it was fitting considering the circumstances. Um, but yeah, like I, I kind of popped for Kurt Angle coming out. I thought that was kind of cool, but you know, it, it was what it was. It served its purpose. It got Baron out of power. It got, you know, um, Braun to be able to fight Brock, hopefully at the Royal rumble. And you know, that it is what it is. And moving on to the the main event before we get to Raw and SmackDown, this was the match everyone was was foaming at the mouth for. Becky Lynch defending her title against Charlotte Flair and Asuka, and I don't know how I did it, but I predicted the Asuka win. And this was a you br- did this was a brutal match, and it was really I've you know head and shoulders the best match on the card by far. Yeah, um, it was it was great. I mean, we knew it was going to be great. There was no doubt in anyone's mind that this was going to be an epic match. And that little um, package that they put together before the main event like got me so hype. Um, yeah, that you know, was really it, good. It was, yeah, I mean, WWE is like, you know, the master of those little, um, those packages that they put together. But yeah, it got me so hype. Um, but it was uh, that spot where um, Charlotte took that freaking killer bump off the ladder, like through the announce table, like where um, Becky had put Asuka and Charlotte on the announce table and then, you know, climbed the ladder and then did that, like, you know, butt drop onto yeah, um, Charlotte. I could not believe that she didn't, like, break a rib because she took all of the impact like right on her you know midsection and in her chest and i thought that was just a killer bump i was afraid that the table wasn't going to break honestly because becky's so small <laughs> it's like oh my gosh this is going to be so awkward if becky doesn't you know break through the table i was i'm a guy so i was thinking about you know i don't know how the physics of this works but with with press implants some of the some of the shots she was taking i mean how are those things not popping, man? I have, I have total. I, I thought about that too. Well, she did rupture an implant not too long ago. That's why oh, she that's was right. out. Yeah, that's yeah. That's right. why she was out of out of work for a little while. But um, when she was taking, when she took that bump on the announce table, that was like one of the first thoughts yeah. that ran through my mind too. Is I was like, oh god, yeah. she's gonna pop a boob, you know? Um, but she didn't. I mean, I, that we know of. Yeah. Um, and it was, it looked amazing. And then you know, her spearing Oscar through the, well, I mean, not really through, but into the barricade again. That was I cool. feel like the, yeah, yeah, the. the women are kind of so small like they, did, they meant to plow through the barricade but it didn't quite go over but yeah it was still a killer spot um and i yeah i was i was stoked um to see oscar win she she deserved it i didn't pick her i didn't have that on my radar that she would win but um it, it is definitely deserving and um the only thing i would say is like the whole ronda thing is you know, does that like, you know, we've been waiting for Oscar to win the SmackDown women's championship. We knew it was going to happen eventually. Um, but does the whole Ronda angle, does it kind of cheapen Oscar's win, you know? Um, and what's cool though, I think is that they're allowing her to defend it on SmackDown, which I think will help her build it up. But it's kind of just like, like Becky and Charlotte were saying like, Oh, you're a paper champion. Like you didn't actually beat us, you know? Yeah. That's the only, it does 
forward the storyline a little bit and, and it kind of you know, Ronda gets her revenge for some of the stuff that's happened to her. But yeah, it, it just kind of cheapens the win. And, you know, WWE has this way of doing things where, you know, a wrestler is hot, you know, at the top of their like fandom and then they decide to give them the belt like eight to 10 months later, kind of what they're going to do with Strowman after, you know, he was summertime. He was spring and summer. He was the, the, the hottest thing in the company and yes. they'll, they'll probably give him the belt, you know, six months from now, which is the same thing with Asuka. I mean, she was, you know, destroying people for the better part of a year after she got called up and now, now she finally gets the title. So it's, it just kind of feels a little flat. Like it, like it, I almost felt like she already had the belt by now, but this is her first her first win, so big on her. It'll be fun to see where they go with it. I'm sure uh, Charlotte will be involved at some point if they do a Ronda and Becky match at WrestleMania. But you know, we're we're gonna do another episode next week with our you know match of the year and uh, called the Chickies, as you self uh, self named, which I love. Yeah, and and it was it's gonna be hard to some of those categories. I mean, I I felt like almost all of the categories I could put a female wrestler or fe- or, or female match in there as a, at least a strong contender and that's you know a year or two ago you would never think that which is oh you know, yeah it's an awesome it's an awesome place of where that where the the wwe is right now so overall it was a, a really good card we'll have to go back and compare our our wins and losses versus each other i think uh i think you came out on top but uh, i had a couple a couple that you didn't but uh, overall it was a great pay-per-view i liked it yeah, I, um, I I give it an A, especially like I say, considering um, all the if if you would have just watched the the build up from you know Raw and SmackDown uh, to TLC and not really saw the card that you know came up to TLC, you'd be like, oh my god, like this pay per view is going to be a throwaway. But it was it was a lot of fun, and there was some like like I said, killer matches that I think people will go back and watch over and over again. And as good as that was, we got to 24 hours later, Raw with the entire. McMahon clan coming out and uh, delivering a promo telling us basically uh, why it's been so awful over the last uh, six months and, and blaming it on a fictitious character in Baron Corbin. And then, Sheena, they just redid the worst match of the night from TLC over again after telling us how new and improved Raw was going to be and they were going to shake things up and, and now the fans are the authority uh, we basically got a Baron Corbin squash match again, which, you know, number one was awful and, and really, really made me think they don't know what the fans want. And, and, and number two, Baron Corbin has been really good in that role. And just just to make him the scapegoat and just to shit all over him, it just doesn't help anybody. Well, I love how they just completely neglect the fact that Stephanie has been running Raw, too. And, like, all of a sudden, like, Stephanie's, like, de- completely deflected all of the blame onto Baron Corbin. Like, you know, you put him in this position, lady. Yeah. You know, it, like, it, it's just so funny how the McMahons, like, they all come together when it's convenient. You know, like, Stephanie and Shane, I mean, that was the whole purpose of the brand split, you know, was them going yeah. back and forth. And, like, you know, they had this, like, war, um, brother and sister war, and, you know, now they're they're like, yes, we're united. They're all hugging in the ring, and I'm just like, this is crazy. Yeah, you know, I like how Paige tweeted out like during we're all like, oh well, I guess I lost my job or something, whatever. She said. Oh my gosh, did you? I heard that she did not even know that that was happening until um, SmackDown Live. Like she saw, obviously oh. she saw Raw, but she didn't know that they were knocking her out of her GM role until the day of SmackDown Live. So like, it's so funny when you go back and you see her tweets. Like she was tweeting like Office memes, which were freaking hilarious, by the way. Like she was like, okay, like it was the Michael <laughs> meme where he's like, explain this to me, like I'm five years old. <laughs> 
know. <laughs> and then it was where he's making the face where he's like, you know, got his teeth out and he's kind of grimacing. Um, and <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, it was so funny. Like, you know, uh, watching her tweets because she was just caught off guard, but I thought she handled it really, really great. Yeah. The, for the rest of Raw, there wasn't really anything, you know, if, if you're going to, if you're going to make that proclamation and, and say you're going to change things and basically tell us how, how much crap that we've been watching over the last month, couple months has been, I mean, w- Tell me something from that Raw that gave you any kind of excitement or hope for the future besides uh, a, a couple names from NXT that are going to come up and they're probably not going to know what to do with and load up the roster even more. I mean, it's it's super frustrating that they know something's wrong and they don't you know they they don't seem to be doing anything as far as you know, what if what if we got a Ronda Becky match on Raw on Monday night? As much as you don't want to waste that, that's just an example off the the very top of my head and. I mean that would get people talking. That would get people tuning in. Like, oh damn, I don't know what's going to happen on Raw this week. You know, like yeah, anybody, anything could happen. Like you know, brands can cross over. Like you know, superstars can just show. Well, that's. I mean, that was one of the reasons why it was so awesome when you know Becky invaded, and you know that was the whole bloody Becky segment where you know she invaded Raw because it was just like holy crap, anything can happen. You know, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, I think it's. I don't know. I, I just think it's weird how, you know, they're the ones like we know as the fans, we're not stupid. They're the ones that have been running the show. Triple H signs off on everything. Vince McMahon signs off on everything. Stephanie signs off on everything. And then they're like, you know, we're going to give you what you want. I think this is going to take some sort of if the ratings stay down, this is going to take some sort of like weird turn where they where the authority like turns on the fans. And they're like, <laughs> you guys, we listen to you. And this is what's happened. You've run this show into the ground even more, you know. I don't, um, I don't know so. if I've brought this up on the show. I, f- I feel like I think about it like as soon as we stop recording every single week. So I apologize. I've already said this. But why don't they just run back the Stone Cold and McMahon thing on SmackDown but with Stephanie and Becky Lynch? Wouldn't that be cool to to see? Like, Yeah, that, that would be cool. Like, you I know, would... just something that like would carry over from week to week and would, you know, build Becky up more as a as a monster-like face. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm hopeful. You know I me. Mean? I try to be optimistic. I'm hopeful that they they do make some changes and they are bringing some people up. So maybe you know they saw they saw the impact that you know bringing Mustafa Ali up and having him fight Daniel Bryan made. Like you know people were hyped for that. So um, hopefully they start to utilize the talent in that way. Um, but. Only, only time will tell. Uh, I think, I think this is just a weird time of year too. I mean, not making excuses for WWE because the the product has been kind of crap um, before TLC. But it's you know, football and holiday season and all of those things kind of rolling over into one. And I think um, you know people are just not tuning in right now. So we have it down here. What if you were the Raw general manager? Because I guess we are now. We're the we're the authority now. What's what's yeah. the first thing that you change as uh, Sheena Phelps if you're uh, on the job next Monday? Oh, I would make Raw two hours instead of three hours. <laughs> I think um, cutting the show down by an hour would just make it so much more watchable. It would like cut out a lot of the fluff. Um, but from what I understand, like it's not even WWE that has Raw be three hours. Like it's USA that wants, um, you know, that's demanding like them to have three hours worth of programming. Um, so if they want three hours worth of programming, what I would do as you know, as the authority, I would have that first hour be like, you know, your recap of last week for everybody who can't watch everything, like kind of like they do on the WWE network, like this week in WWE, like I would have that first hour just be like a total recap of everything. So you could get caught up from the week before and then go right into the show and just have two hours worth of show. 
I had something similar to that. I had, number one, I would strip Brock Lesnar of the title. And <laughs> that would get a huge pop from everybody and say, if if this motherfucker doesn't want to be here every single week and defend his belt and be on the show, then we don't need him. You know, and, and just make it, you know, kayfabe, whatever. And just right. you know, pay him out or have him come back and, you know, wreck shit or something but you know just do do a tournament for the belt or do the royal rumble for the belt or something like that because that's the that's not the main reason people aren't watching but that has to be a a big reason i mean what's that's that's the draw on smackdown is you could see title matches you know the champions there every week almost so uh just not having brock there and i i I was gonna say have the first hour of raw be an nxt match nxt matches or not even just to replace what's on the network but just to give fans i mean they don't talk anything about nxt sheena on on raw or smackdown at all yeah and that's like that's like one of their best products that they should be touting and getting people to like like on raw they should be showing clips of of last week's nxt or or something like they do nothing i mean why yeah that's like you have to you have to familiarize and i think that's a part of the reason why a lot of this nxt talent comes up and it doesn't like it doesn't get pushed or utilized appropriately because a lot of these people who are watching raw and smackdown like they're not the hardcore fans like us they're not watching nxt on the network you know but if you put those clips in there and show people like it will it will draw people to nxt and if i'm being honest like if I only had to choose one brand to watch, like if I could only choose one, like, you know, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 205 Live, like it would be NXT, hands down. Like to yeah. me, NXT product is just incredible. It's, it's makes sense. It's entertaining to watch. It's easy to digest. Like everything is meaningful. Um, so I, I love NXT and I love that idea of like having, you know, kind of like have the NXT matches be before the, before the show. Also, these six wrestlers or whoever it is that's coming up, why do we have to know that they're coming up? Why why can't it be a surprise? Well, because they had to have something on Monday. They were struggling. They were panicking. They're like, yeah. what can we what can we do? Oh, we can put this graphic up like and just show people, you know, that these people are coming up. You know, it was like Lindsay Evans, Lars Sullivan, uh, EC three, um, Nikki Cross, and then Heavy Machinery. So um Don't forget you know, about and then Sami Zayn, he's coming back Sa- too. I saw Sami Zayn was coming back. Yes, I did see that. That's going to get the ratings way up, you know. (laughs) I mean, I guess guess it was just they were just grasping at straws. Yeah, they were just grasping, grasping at straws, trying to like keep. And, you know, I think by showing those little those little clippets like throughout the night, it was keeping people tuned in, which is what they want. Right. They don't want people watching the first hour of Raw and then cutting out and then not watching the last two. Like they want people to tune in. So, you know, by by kind of teasing people like, oh, my God, well, who else is going to be coming up? Like, I got to stay up and watch this because you know my favorite nxt superstar might be getting called up to the main roster i think that was kind of you know their their idea of, of by doing that too another thing they could do is tr- i mean in in sports you have trades you know what if we did a smackdown trade what if we get aj styles for you know dolph ziggler and finn balor in a trade or something like make it make it more sports related uh i mean yeah that, that just could be shake cool. things up yeah just it doesn't have to be a full total draft of 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 wrestlers going back and forth but you could switch things back and i forget what podcast it said like give every wrestler a month off or like nxt does where the same guys don't wrestle every single week on nxt right i know it's only an hour so that would be impossible but you know they hype up you know they have the gargano alistair black cage match and they tell you two or three weeks ahead of time that it's coming up you have something to look forward to what if what if seth didn't wrestle next week on raw but we got a promo saying hey next week Seth 
Seth Rollins is wrestling Dean Ambrose in a cage match or something. You know, just to, just to, you know, so we're not seeing the same people every week, and we're also keeping these guys fresher. I don't know. It would be just something. Yeah, I think it would definitely cut down on injury by getting these guys some rest. You know, like you said, no matter what it is, if it's just even just having like backstage presence, like if they're still there and they just have some sort of, you know, um, like backstage clip or something or some sort of pre-recorded clip, um, that's cool. But I do think giving these guys some time off, you wouldn't have what you're dealing with now where it was just like, you know, injury after injury after injury and having to like scramble to figure out what you're going to do and where you're going to go and, you know, how the storylines are going to, you know, stay cohesive you know yeah for sure uh on smackdown i'll be honest i didn't really watch much of it but uh it sounded just a a lot better than raw i would say probably (laughs) because it's still just two hours and we had some more development of the storylines and stuff to me smackdown i thought it was weird because shane mcmahon did the same thing like they opened smackdown and all the smackdown roster was in the locker room and that's when they announced that page would be stepping down as gm and you know he was like well we owe it to the fans to give them the best product blah 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 like it was basically the same spiel that they had given on raw and i was like kind of confused because i'm like smackdown's great like what why are you giving this speech on smackdown like it's not like it's not like smackdown has been crap you know like really like Raw has really been the one that's kind of giving us not a lot to watch. Um, SmackDown's been great. And um, I thought it was just kind of weird that they were just like kind of giving it a blanket statement. Like all of WWE has been not not good, you know? Yeah, I don't know why they, the two have to be tied together. I did like the clip I saw of the New Day just eating giant pieces of meat while sitting next to Daniel Bryan. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, then like no. you know, uh, Big Big E's cutting his eyes like he's just making those crazy faces that he makes. That was that was pretty hilarious. Um, and uh, Mustafa Ali beat uh, Daniel Bryan clean on on uh, SmackDown, which I thought was pretty cool and pretty telling and i'm wondering if that's where they're going since aj obviously kind of like stepping away from the the title picture with his you know loss at tlc if um you know maybe they're giving mustafa ali a chance to to step up and be in the the title picture i would be interested to see that Jeez, what a jump that would be that's awesome wow yeah yeah um i need to start watching 205 i feel like i say this every week but i, I was looking at some of the the match of the year candidates from some of the different writers from around the wrestling biz and a lot of mm-hmm. them had some 205 live matches on there that I've I've never seen so I guess I need to go back and watch some of those. Yeah, I don't get to watch it all the time but yeah, I always hear amazing things about 205 live through, you know, chick bully followers and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's some good stuff. So, if you just have like, you know, random things that you want to like tune into or you have some free time, like just put on 205 live. Uh, I touched on it earlier but NXT, we're going to see a Johnny Gargano Alistair Black cage match. I believe yeah, that's next it was week, great. right? Or no, it, it happened. already happened. Yeah. Oh shoot! Damn. Yeah. Oh man, you need to you need to go back and see it. It happened uh, this week, yesterday, and it was a great match. You know, Black really dominated inside the ring. Uh, they started scuffling like outside of the ring, and then you know, Alistair Black really dominated once they once they got inside the cage. But uh, he just couldn't finish Gargano off. Um, obviously, these guys, both of these guys, are incredible, and they can just go. Um, and Gargano at one point could have won the match clean, but instead. Uh, Obviously, our our good buddy, Mr. Blackheart, Champa, came out, got involved, hit uh, Alistair Black in the in the head with the door as he was climbing out of the cage and which caused Johnny to get back in the ring. And they had a, you know, a stare down for a moment where you're just kind of like, oh, my gosh, like what's going to happen here? Because they've been kind of alluding to this, you know, um, Gargano and Champa like, you know, reunion and 
they freaking hit the meeting in the middle finisher on Alistair Black, and then you know Gargano pinned him, and that was that was that. And then you, later that night, Ciampa sent out a tweet saying "Welcome home." So I'm pretty pumped um, to see kind of like a uh, you know a heel <laughs> DIY reunion. I think it's going to be awesome. I mean, those guys have really dominated the the NXT scene for the entire year, um, and you know, obviously it looks like they're they're going into 2019 pretty damn strong too. That's awesome. Yeah, it'd be cool to see those guys on the same side together. They work well together. Nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into what we picked up this week. Let's go to our Go, f- go Figure segment right now. <laughs> all right, it's my favorite part of the show every week. I hear what Sheena bought. Sheena, what did you yep. pick up this week? <laughs> Yeah, we had, uh, it was a small mail call this week, but um, we finally got our hands on the Elite Bob Backlund figure, which is pretty Ooh, dope. Comes nice. with uh, the the blue robe and the towel, and um, yeah, it's it's pretty mage. Um, so we, we got that off of eBay. And then we had um, one of our Chick Foley followers, I'll give it, his uh, handle is at curb underscore stomp underscore city underscore custom underscore decals there has to be a better word for underscore i think we've talked about this yes yes you know like it's just so funny like yeah like okay so that's his uh that's his shop and uh yeah he did a amazing uh uh eric bischoff um custom for us i saw that that was really legit looking yeah yeah so if you haven't seen that definitely check it out Nice. I got into a little uh, argument with Eric Bischoff uh, last week on Twitter. Did I tell you about that? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Because uh, him and Conrad did a uh, 83 weeks of Starcade. I think it was 97, where Sting wins after being out for so long. And uh, I was there. It was at the uh, M- it was the MCI Center down downtown in D.C. It was one the only WCW event I ever went to. And it was... You know the, the buildup from Sting being out for so long and challenging Hogan for the belt, and he was talking about you know Conrad was giving him shit for how the ending was, and uh, he was like, oh, was, you know, people loved it. People in the crowd were cheering, and I was like, no man, people hated it. It was it was like the that. <laughs> I remember leaving there thinking like you know I was like fifteen or sixteen, and like just thinking man this like this is awful. This sucks. Like I'm never gonna watch WCW again. This is so lame. Um, like, stop lying. And and he and he like tweeted like oh basically uh, I I was there I was there too and you your pimple faced uh, teenage self doesn't know what you're talking about and I was like oh. he did not yeah. go all in on you I was oh like I was like oh man how did, how did you know I had pimples when I was a teenager man you're you're so like you must be psychic you know but that uh, is hilarious yeah you should screenshot that and save it that's awesome <laughs> yeah uh, so that was funny I do want to give uh, props to a, a buddy of ours. That uh, his son is is uh, going through some health problems, and he's he's a good member of the Fig community. Soda underscore Hunter, got to have that underscore in there. But yes. uh, Soda Hunter is on. I think he's on Instagram too. But uh, he's a great follow on Twitter, and um, his son is going through some stuff right now. Hopefully everything's all good with him. But uh, send prayers up to those guys during the holidays because that's never a fun thing. So uh, we know he's listening. So so uh, hope everything's good with them. So yeah, stay strong, buddy. You got this. So what did you got? The, those are the two things you got this week. Yeah, that was it. It was a little pre Christmas, a little pre Christmas haul. Oh, we got um, I lied. We got um, the baby face a uh, stocking stuffer. We got him a basic Elias figure um to go into his stocking. Or Santa got it for him, if you as it were. Um, but yeah, so we picked that up too. 
Very nice. I had a random, I don't even know if I told you about this either. I uh, was tweeting I, on the Twitter account, Chick Foley Show. I'm basically the one that, that tweets from there, and Sheena handles the Instagram duties. I post. I try to post every every day or so, a couple times a day, any deals I see on Amazon or, or different websites, Five Below and all these things. But uh, there was a deal on something on Amazon. I tagged Amazon like, hey, everybody, this is you know only 10 bucks now. And they tweeted me back like, oh, thanks for spreading the word. Uh, send us your email. We have a special uh, delivering smiles gift for you or something. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So I clicked the link and put in my email. And two days later, I open a box and it's a I, – I, I originally thought it was just a box of bootios. Uh, so I showed it to my son, Nash, and he thought it was cool. And then like I'm like – felt like heavy and there was like the elite squad logo on it so i was like what is what is this so like the front of it no op- way. yeah the front of it opens yeah. up yeah and it's just the three of them and like uh it's a it's an yeah. awesome bootios box whenever i see the three figures that are in it that they, they just have them like you know a picture of the the figures it doesn't have the box so the the presentation oh yeah really cool. i love that box yeah i think that was from wrestlemania um when they were the hosts when they were yeah, the 30, yeah, 32, I believe. Um, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I may be wrong on that, but, uh, yeah, that, that's a sick, that's a sick set. They sent that to you for free. Yeah. A buddy of mine on Facebook also got, uh, did the same thing. He had mentioned Amazon on either Facebook or Twitter and someone from Amazon's like Twitter account asked for his information. They sent him some kind of robot thingamabob or so it must be that's like whatever they're delivering or smiles thing is, you know, they have the commercials out for it, you know, so, well, they're not going to be sending at Sheena Phelps anything. I healed off on them today um, oh, over, uh, over a package that's going to take a month to get here oh, for, Amazon, no. for Amazon Prime members. So maybe I'll be nicer to them on Chick Foley and they'll send me some figs. But yeah, I healed off on them on uh, on Chick Foley okay. <laughs> or on well, at Sheena Phelps. Yeah, yeah <laughs> damn you, Amazon! Send I me know. free toys. I'll, I'll I'll take back what I said. Yeah. So uh, besides that, not too much for me. I I have some things in the works, but uh, we'll see what what happens with those. But let's get into our Christmas talk. This is my favorite time of the year, and uh, I'm actually getting more and more upset as we get closer to Christmas because my least favorite time of the year is like five minutes after Christmas is over, uh, because <laughs> then that's the longest it is until next Christmas. So that's yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so is your wife, um, is she like one of those Hallmark Christmas movie junkies? Like I see all my girlfriends posting about like binge watching Hallmark Christmas movies and it's apparently like a popular holiday pastime. I've just never really jumped on the bandwagon. So like, I, you know, I was just going to check and see. That's probably my favorite thing about my wife. She doesn't like make me watch any of that stuff or the bachelor or any of the housewife shows. She's pretty, pretty good about, you know, she watches what I want to watch, but you know we'll watch how you know HGTV and Food Network and stuff like that. But any of the yeah. any of the real k- kitschy like girl girly type stuff, she's she's not too into. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um. Like I said, I just see people posting about it all the time, and I've never done it. But I mean, like you know, AMC Fear Fest, like you got me, bro. But like the Hallmark Christmas stuff, like I yeah. love Christmas as much as anybody. But it's just something it's that like I've, I've never done. B rate actors with like the same plot over <laughs> it's and over. Like, it's the same plot over and over from what I understand. It's just like relationship, like lovey fuzzy or like family drama that ends like happily. Um, yeah, definitely not, definitely not my bag. We'll talk about my favorite Christmas movies here in a minute, but, uh, yeah, Hallmark is definitely not it. Yeah. What is your favorite Christmas movie? Now that we're on the nice segue. <gasps> oh my gosh. Um, there's so many classics out there. It's hard for me because I love so many of them. Um, I mean, you got like all, all the ones that we know and love, like home alone, Christmas story, Charlie Brown, Christmas, all of that. But if I had to choose, just the one it's got to be national lampoon's christmas vacation oh, okay well i'm glad you said um, that because i'm the same way 
Yeah, are you? Are you? That's yours too. Yep. Yeah. We, oh uh, man. We have the neighbors yeah. over across the street. Uh, we actually on Friday night. We they came over. We had some some beers and some cookies and watched that. We've d- done that last couple of years and uh, it was pretty fun. It's yeah, my favorite my favorite Christmas movie by far. Yeah, it's just so good because um, you know most Christmas movies are like you know feel good and they have like the perfect Christmas family and I like me like I have like a semi dysfunctional family just like they do so it's like I can totally relate to them and it's just loaded with classic quotables and memorable moments and. I mean, it's hard for me to say, like, I have a favorite Christmas movie because, like I said, I love them all. But it's definitely it's definitely one of them. A lesser known favorite. This is um, like it's Christmas with the Cranks. Have you ever seen that? Like, it's like no. one set. Heel husband makes fun of me for my obsession with Christmas with the Cranks. But um, it's definitely not Tim one Allen, that people like. Right? Yeah. Tim Allen and um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yep. Like, come yep. on. Like when the, when the Scream Queen does a holiday movie, you like you watch it, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's really good, too. So it's. It's based on a book called Skipping Christmas. And, you know, if you like a good, just a good feel good holiday film, a funny holiday film, like that's that's a more family friendly one than I think National Lampoon's is sometimes. Well, I know you like horror movies and you like Christmas. So what's do you have a favorite Christmas horror movie? Because I do. Oh, it's a it's a it's it's an odd genre of movies. It's like a subset of a subset. That is a subset of a subset. No, I don't think I do. Go. What? Are, what is yours? Uh, there's a, a good one called Black Christmas. Uh, it's basically like a slasher movie uh, mm-hmm. where like these girls are in a sorority house and some like somebody's in the house like trying to kill them and it's like I guess they're snowed in or something. And uh, ah. yeah, yeah, but there's 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 some good ones out there. But cram- Gr- Gremlins, I would consider Gremlins, yeah. even though it's not a horror movie. Like Gremlins is a really good Christmas scary movie. Yep. that I love. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I always get the debate whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. I I think it is, but you know, some people beg to differ. You you said you think it is or isn't? I think it is. I mean, it's oh it's, yeah, it's on Christmas, right? I mean, it's, if. <laughs> If Home Alone is a Christmas movie, I mean, what what does Home Alone have to do with Christmas? They could have made that movie in the summertime. In the summertime, you know? exactly. Yeah, it just so happens to be in the um, in the spirit of Christmas. Yeah, yeah, great. I do like yeah. your uh, little Nero's uh, gear Dude. from uh, Chick- from Chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah. yeah, I got the little Nero's hat and the little Nero's jacket, and it is spot freaking on. Like, I just love it. I mean, I love to cosplay and do all that stuff anyway. So, like, as soon as I saw that was going to be like their Black Friday drop, I was like on it. Um, but they they killed it with that with that set. It was so good. What uh, you you said you were getting the the baby face, the Elias basic. Do you get him any other wrestling figs? He got the um, the wrestling buddies. We got him the Jeff Hardy or the Hardy Boys uh, wrestling buddies, oh, and cool. um, I don't think we got him any more figs. Um, but he does have some more wrestling stuff. I just can't. I can't remember. The Mark Cave is like loaded. Like you know, all the the grandmas and the aunts and the family members have sent like packages, and they just showed up. And I'm like, oh my gosh! Like I have to wrap all of this. And I don't oh, know about geez. you, but I freaking hate wrapping presents like i'm so i'm so thankful that like we have so many people that love us and want to shower you know him with gifts and shower us with gifts um but god i hate wrapping presents one like it's just such a freaking waste like wrapping paper and tape like it's just such a waste you throw it away like but the whole process of having to like measure it out and then if you cut it and you don't have enough like you know and then you have those odd shaped presents like it's that no i just go to the mall and pay somebody like 
whatever 10 bucks to like wrap my presents oh i would definitely start a business where you would wrap people's presents and i wouldn't do it i would just hire other people to do it but i'm I'm sure thousands of people would would love to sign up for that because yeah yeah i think there's like a um i think a lot of people do it for um donations or they do it like they have a price but i know like a lot of like girl scouts or boy scouts or some like clubs and stuff like that i've seen them at the malls like you know raising money fundraising by wrapping presents and i'm like i'm for it i am there for that like wrap my presents boo my uh my son's big into like separating all his wrestlers out into like tag teams so i uh i mean i have like 30 wrestling figures to give him uh that i've accrued over the the year that you know don't want to give him all at once but i think we're going to give him the i have the ascension ones for him that i've picked up and the nasty boys and i think the heart foundation so he has has a bunch that's awesome yeah and then he wants Sami Zayn because he has Kevin Owens, and he knows that they're somehow he doesn't even watch wrestling really, you know, on TV. Yeah. But he knows that they're boys. I don't know if I told him that like one time, and he remembers that he knew, that I need I need Sami Zayn because he's he's Kevin Owens' tag team partner. I was like, yeah, you're pretty right, man. I can't yeah. deny, can't deny. It's you funny that. what kids pick up on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you have any good uh, Christmas traditions around the uh, the Phelps household? Christmas traditions. Um, we always, I mean, we have, it's a Thanksgiving, but it kicks off our, our holiday season as we watch Charlie Brown Christmas um, on Thanksgiving night. As far as um, Christmas traditions, I mean, we're like that family that like wakes up and like opens presents right away. You know, I know some nice. families like wait or they'll do it in the afternoon or whatever, but um, yeah, we get up and like Christmas is over in like 10 minutes. Yeah, and like then, eight, then you're, eight, yeah, then you're kind of like, oh. yeah. Yeah, but we always, since we've lived in Hawaii, um, we always go to the beach on Christmas. Like, it's, it's, we spent every Christmas, except for the one that Seth was deployed, we've sent, we spent every Christmas on the beach, which is a wow. pretty That's cool. amazing tradition that I'm going to greatly miss. Yes, um, I bet. Know. This is your last one. <laughs> yeah, our last beach Christmas. So we're getting a cabin this month and going, you know, doing all that. But, um, cool. yeah, it's going to be good. We, uh, my wife started and I started a tradition last year when, when our families were away, both were away for something and we, you know, opened presents in the morning or son played and then we went down for, he went down for a nap and we just ordered Chinese food and, you know, we didn't have to cook or anything and it was basically the best idea we ever came up with. So, uh, I think we're, we're doing that again this year and we just told my mom, Hey, we'll, we'll be there for dessert or something. We're going to let, let my son play and open up legos and wrestlers and stuff and and eat some Chinese yeah and just food. chill and then yeah. there's no clean there's no cleanup which is like you know the best christmas present of all exactly and this is you know this is a super busy time of in the in the wine business this is a pretty busy week <laughs> the last, these last oh, couple yeah. weeks here are, are pretty insane so th- it'll be a nice departure from from running around being crazy to sit around and just do nothing so it'll be yeah, nice for sure uh, well and- so if you had to give a a christmas wish to a wrestler since you know we're in the spirit of giving and you know wishing well like if you had to give a christmas wish to a wrestler for 2019 what what would you wish well i have uh the obvious one is i I wish for our buddy roman reigns to have a clean bill of health you know that's that's the sentimental one and my other wish was for elias to uh win gold in 2019 Mm -hmm. well i wish that all heath slater's kids have an amazing year despite their dad potentially you know being unemployed and all those things i just i just wish all of heath slater's kids well and obviously the um you know obvious answer roman reigns like we all wish him well all year long 
Very nice. Oh, that was that's good. Yeah. Does he really have that many kids, or is that just a? Safe I don't know. I don't know how many kids he actually has, <laughs> but I do. I do love his little his uh, his I got kids gimmick. I don't know why, but it just got over with me. And that was I. That was even before I had my own kids, and I still thought it was funny. <laughs> nice. Uh, any other Christmas thoughts before we uh, get on to the random eBay merch of the week? Nope. We are we are moving on because uh, Christmas is it's screaming by us. It's we're about to I know head right into it full Sad. force. Shoot, yeah. us, shoot us a uh, an email or tweet us or Instagram us with your favorite Christmas memories, Christmas wrestling. I can't really think of any Christmas wrestling memories. Uh, I do have one for the, uh, the retro wrestling recommendation of the week. But if you have anything, send it to askchickfoley at gmail dot com. Do you remember a short lived wrestler by the name of Santa Claus? Santa Claus? No. Yes, it was on. This is like the 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 new generation. It, it was it was awful. He came down to he wrestled maybe like I think it was Balls Mahoney actually, but he he wrestled like maybe one or two matches, and he was basically like an evil Santa Claus. This was like ninety four ninety five. Google it. it and was, this was was this like holiday time or did yeah. they just like did they just like give no. Santa Claus a like summer debut? No, at least they were right with like doing it when he, you know it was like Christmas time. So right, but right. Uh, you know he was like black and red outfit. It was it was pretty awful. I don't know what they were thinking. You know I don't know how they thought it was going to last more than like you know for December of that month of that year. But uh, yeah, maybe they were just trying to get through. You know, you never yeah. know what the WWE's got up their sleeve. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, so let's move on to our random eBay merch of the week. One of my favorite segments here. Uh, this is not sponsored, but if you would like to sponsor this part of the show, you know, hit us up, slide into our DMs. What's uh, what do you got for Sheena? So we have this um, seven-inch WWF 1985 Titan Sports large beer glass. Um, it's got uh, Hulk Hogan. Andre the Giant and Junkyard Dog on it. It's um you know in the cartoon form. It's actually pretty awesome. Um I'm pr- I think that um Seth's uncle actually owns this glass and it's just it's pretty freaking made. So it's selling on eBay for 24.99. The the kicker though is that they really want $20.05 for shipping yeah. this thing. So yeah, they're I, eBayers are trying to get slick, you know, because they know they don't get taxed on that um, on that shipping. So they're like, hey, if I can sell this for twenty four ninety nine, then you know, PayPal takes its fees, eBay takes its fees, but I'm gonna get this twenty dollars shipping free and clear, you know. So they're they're trying to be really really slick with that. But um, yeah, it's pretty dope. I love the old uh, you know cartoon glasses. Remember they used to give them to you at like McDonald's and oh, yeah. Burger King yeah. and all that. But you know, I guess in two thousand eighteen, like glass isn't appropriate to give to children <laughs> is this the is, i'm looking it up on ebay is this the one that has uh jyd and andre the giant and hulk hogan yeah roddy piper iron Sheik, um and i think nikolai volkov yeah. on the other side oh. yeah yeah if the shipping i don't know if this just the, if this knows where i'm living at and i'm not in hawaii but shipping for me is 990 so maybe oh well maybe it's just because i have my just get um, screwed because you're uh you live in hawaii yeah, you see, these are these are hashtag paradise problems that I'm yeah. dealing with here. Yeah, that's. But yeah, it is a pretty cool cup. So if you're gonna have, you know, your beer while you're drinking your, or while you're watching your pay per view, like this would be a pretty mage cup for you to for you to drink out of. Very nice. I like that. It is pretty cool looking. Uh, <laughs> let's go to our retro wrestling recommendation of the week. I got that one out somehow without stumbling. I'm gonna go first <laughs> on this one. Mine is Christmas related because we probably. Next week we're going to do our uh, the the first the first annual Chickies Awards, and uh, mm-hmm. so it'll be after Christmas. But I'm going to do the 
Monday Night Raw from December 22nd, 1997, a special Raw because this really was, in my teenage brain, was when the Raw Attitude Era really kicked off. This is when Stone Cold stunned Santa Claus. Awesome. And uh, <laughs> it, was, it was very funny. And this is like a month after the uh, the Montreal Screwjob, so we're still not into – I don't think we've gotten into the – McMahon Stone Cold, you know, storyline really deep yet, but uh, Stone Cold was well on his way to being the biggest thing in wrestling history. That's awesome. Yeah, anybody who heals off on Santa Claus, like they they're they're looking for heat. It's like the you know the Philly the Boo Birds, like they like booed Santa Claus, you know. Well, the way um, they, the way they did that, they made uh, they had Santa sent you know a little girl came to the ring and then Santa sent her away because you know some some something wasn't there. So they made Santa basically the heel and 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 Stone Cold called him out for being a fake Santa and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. perfect, <laughs> yeah. awesome. <laughs> That's great. Um, I also have a Christmas-related um, retro wrestling recommendation of the week. It is Survivor Series 1992. It's Brett versus Sean. It's a champion versus champion match. Sean was the IC champ. Brett was the WWF champ. Um, only the the world title was up for grabs in this match. But what makes it cool is obviously like you know any any match with Brett and Sean's great. But at the end of the match, um, Santa comes out to celebrate with Brett. You know it's awesome uh, brett puts on a santa claus hat there is snow falling from the ceiling onto the ring um and then the santa does like the signature hitman you know entrance arms out like the celebration oh, that's cool uh yeah so it was it's pretty awesome so definitely check it out that's from survivor series 1992 and it was the main event uh, brett versus sean oh, no, i i found that picture on google images uh, earlier this week and made it like our header on our facebook page yeah that's, uh, that's awesome nice yeah that is, that is cool it was cool that those two wrestled back in 92 when it was you know before they really kicked off you know that's you know you're, right, it took yeah. like a couple of years before they really got into their feud and everything so pretty cool mm-hmm. uh listener mail i know we have some good questions you sent me one that yeah. was was uh was wrapping my brain up what's uh what's our who's our listener question of the week from our uh, listener mail is from our friend at raw is ryan um he says you know if you guys had free pickup of or a pick of six figure elite wave so if we could pick any six figures to make an elite wave elite wave out of uh who would we have and what attires would they be wearing so yeah of course my brain is like racking all over the place and like there's so many dream figures that i could think to make but i was trying to be very logical like what would people buy um was my was my thought because i had to narrow it down to something you know yeah um and uh my first one was uh, I would make an elite Seth Rollins from WrestleMania 34 wearing oh, nice. his Night King gear with like the ice blue eyes. Um, and, you know, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. So, so to see him rock yet another Game of Thrones inspired entrance attire at WrestleMania just like made me like mark the freak out. Like it was so awesome. And the stage like turned to like ice. And, you know, like I said, those glowing contacts like I, that needs to be a figure. And I have no I have no doubt that it will be a figure, but it needs to happen soon. Very nice. I have uh, what? Well, that's your first one, right? You want to go? Yeah, with... that's my first one. Yeah, we'll go back and forth. Okay. I have the. Uh, this is a new a newbie, but I think it would sell pretty well. The the, the heel Daniel Bryan elite figure with the, like a the, the hippie granola sweater and yes. the, uh, oh the fickle maybe a fickle sign with him or something. <laughs> yes. Be yes. pretty cool. Yes. We, you know, we have yes. we've never gotten a a heel Daniel Bryan, so maybe like a, a real thick, bushy, Billy Goat looking beard would be cool. And, uh, you know, I think it would be pretty badass. 
Yeah, I'm so there for that. And like you said, like the fickle sign and have him wearing some like, you know, earth shirt, I think would just be so awesome. Yeah. Um, next, I want um, an elite Ciampa. Um, NXT champion Ciampa comes with the NXT title. And then he has like a crutch accessory, you know, ha- wears the knee brace and the trunks. I think that would just be so sick. Um, and I- I'm ready for a an NXT champion Ciampa. Yeah, they did those DIY ones, but Mm -hmm. uh, we still haven't gotten like a true black heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My second one was a, along the lines of your first one, Seth Rollins Thanos outfit from uh, SummerSlam this year. I just think, uh, I mean, yours takes the cake, but I think that Thanos outfit was pretty badass as well. He's had some, I don't know who's making his gear backstage, but uh, they need to raise because he's been killing it this year. Yeah, Seth Rollins always comes correct when it comes to like pay-per-views and, you know, and he does it in, I mean, obviously like there's some that are more subtle than others, but he does it in a subtle way where it's just like super cool and like super Seth Rollins-y and I just always love, like, I, I just love his entrance gear. So mine last one would be, um, I would have uh, Andrade Cien Almas from NXT TakeOver Philly where he came out wearing, you know, the the lucha mask that he used to wear uh used to wear before he came in NXT because he used to wear a mask, you know, yeah. when he wrestled all the time. Um but uh when he got to NXT Triple H was like, "Oh no, no. You're way too <laughs> handsome. You're way too good looking." Which yeah. I which I totally agree with. Like he has that like superstar look, so he does yeah. not need to to cover that with a mask. But I thought it was pretty cool to like pay homage to his past and come out and have the mariachi band. So he was wearing like the white gear with like the um, you know, green and red accents for the you know mexican flag and i just thought that was a dope dope figure it uh, will be a dope figure they better make that yeah i'm my my sixth and final one is the velveteen dream hollywood <laughs> hogan outfit from nxt takeover yeah back in november That's at war games too uh just just awesome you know and if you're gonna if you're gonna slowly work hogan gear back into uh the the consciousness of raven of orioles uh blah, blah, wrestling fans that's the best way to do it because uh that that would be an awesome fig yeah for sure i i would i would totally snag that figure um we have one more listener mail um i just want to go over it's a really quick one um but it comes in to us from at seth phelps i think i know this guy oh man um yeah yeah. (laughs) he says hey guys love the show keep up the great work um phil gave away a set of ascension figures when you guys hit 40 itunes reviews which i thought was awesome how many reviews will it take to get him to open his retro figure collection? Oh my God, <laughs> Seth! No, man! Oh my God! Jesus Christ! Oh. If, if we if we got three hundred reviews on iTunes by the end of the year, I, I would do it. By the end of the year, <laughs> I'm just joking. No, three no. three when we hit three hundred, I'll, I'll open it up, and I'll just oh, that'll man. give me, that'll give me time. Well, maybe a hundred, maybe a hundred. That'll give you time to like take it all in and be truly ready. No, that'll to, give like, you time to buy du- duplicates of everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. Now that they're all that's at five right. below, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks yeah. a lot. Um, Thanks a lot, Seth. I appreciate yep. it, man. Band of Brothers. Yeah, for those though. of you, yeah, for those of you who don't know, at Seth Phelps is um, also heel husband, as you may know him. So he's just poking a little fun at the feelster. Nice, I like it. And uh, speaking of those Ascension figures, we are giving them away because we hit our, our 40 reviews mark, and we're going to give it to, I don't know his Twitter handle or his email or his actual name, but he's Big Dog 38 on uh, iTunes. So if you're listening and that's your uh, iTunes handle, you sound like a trucker or something, but uh, hey, man, I'm, it's 
Thanks for giving us a five-star review. That's all I care about. Titles, yeah, thank you very much. This was my first time listening to the Chick Foley show, but it will not be my last. I love the show. It was a lot of fun, and I will be listening regularly from now on. Don't worry, Chick Foley. Those smarks piss me off too, but what can you do? I'll <laughs> I'll listen to your show while I to- toss back a couple Steve Weisers and relax. Big shout-out to the Hot Take Kid. Great job. So. Awesome. Uh, gave Congrats, both of us man. Some love. Merry yeah. Christmas. Putting both of us over. That's that's how you get some free figs. So yes. yeah. Those will be sent out to you as soon as uh you can shoot us an email or hit us on Instagram or Twitter or wherever you want to hit us up and we will get those out to you, sir. And uh that's about it. Listen next week to our first annual Chickies Awards. We're gonna do best female wrestler, best male wrestler, best match of the year, best event, all kinds of fun stuff. We'll talk about what we want to see in 2019 and and get into a, a wrap-up of the year that was in professional wrestling sheena but uh yep. I, I hope you and your family have a merry christmas and everyone listening does as well yeah you guys have a very very merry christmas stay safe out there and uh, while you're sitting back you know after you open your presents and christmas is over in 10 minutes you know you got that lovely wwe network so i'll definitely check out some of our retro wrestling recommendations of the week they won't disappoint and if you're having some adult beverages, don't be an idiot. Don't drive. Get an Uber. Yep. Get a taxi. You know, I can tell you yep. firsthand that that doesn't end well. It happened to me back in my younger days, and very costly. It wasn't around Christmas time, but it's always you know a cautionary tale to not be an idiot. And uh, this is the uh, this is the only time of year where it's okay to be a smart mark. Okay? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, for Sheena and myself, stay classy, marks, and we will be back here next week. Take it easy.